amazing. Wanna leave my old life behind. You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about rationalization. Make up your mind. Decide to walk with me. So I read something the other day that got me thinking about rationalization, and I wanted to talk to you about that this week. The the quote I read said, assistance from the universe can come in many forms. And for some reason that caught my attention. Sometimes that, I don't know if that happens to you, but sometimes when I'm reading something, like I do a double take and there's something that connects with me as I'm reading that, that, um, it's like my subconscious tunes into, and it's like, wait a minute, you need to pay attention to that. And so when I read this assistance from the universe can come in many forms, I started thinking about that because I don't know if I always look at it that way. Like, I think for me, like if I'm looking for something and expecting something, often I'm looking for it to come in a specific way or in the way I think it should come. And as a result, if it doesn't, it's like I, I might miss something that the universe is trying to send me simply because it's not coming in the way I expect it to or, or the way I think it will. And when this happens, I, I think, for me at least, you know, when things come in a way that I don't particularly think they should be packaged, I start to question that and I start to rationalize my way out of the assistance that the universe is trying to send me <laughs> because you know, as when I'm in a situation, you, anyone, when we're in a situation, we have such a limited perspective on the matter. And we're looking at things with these, you know, we're looking through the lens of limitations. And I've talked about that before, but we're really looking through that lens of, I can only see this much and thinking that things are always going to be static as they are in this moment. When in reality, things are always changing. And we don't stop to think and ask ourselves, is this really true? Whatever, you know, it is. And what other possibilities might exist? And as a result, I think we get stuck rationalizing things from our current perspectives that keep us stuck right where we are. They keep us, it keeps us, you know, having the same scenarios over and over again and then wondering why. Now, don't get me wrong here, right? I mean, I, I, I believe rationalization has its place obviously, right? I'm not saying that we shouldn't rationalize at all. I mean, we need to rationalize to help us figure out things, right? Like what to wear for the day, right? Like, is it raining? Is it cold? Is it hot? Right? We use rationalization for that kind of stuff or, or at work, right? How to solve a problem. Like we're not, you know, we're, we're using rationalization to sort through things and using our logic and, and things to make decisions. But where I think rationalization can hurt us is when we believe the way we see things as the only way, like that there can be no other options. And often that's simply not true. I mean, it's like we tend to look at things from this, this is how it is now, and this is how it's always going to be. So therefore it must be like this, right? It's like an if, then, then that. Like if it's like that today, then that must be how it always is going to be. And that's just not true. And so that's what we're going to get into today, talking about rationalization. And before I do that, um, I wanted to give you a couple updates like I always do. So first off, 
Did you listen to episode two of the clutter series? I did a two part clutter series over the last two weeks. And if you didn't be sure and go back and listen to them. Um, there's a lot of good content in there, but I did want to tell you that I finally threw away the pajamas I had that made me look and feel like a homeless person. <laughs> I talked about that on that, on that show about cleaning out clutter. And so I finally got rid of those and I don't even miss them. So I thought that was funny. Um, and then also this is our second week of the dance competition. I've been talking about that a lot on the show. And this week is cha-cha and it seems a little bit easier to me than the previous week. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Um, but I'm learning things about dance that I didn't know. Like for example, cha-cha is considered ballroom dancing and there are all kinds of rules about ballroom dancing like that I didn't know. And one of them is that you can't be friends with the instructor or it's like not good etiquette to be friends with the instructor because the lessons are really expensive and they don't want it to appear that they're showing favoritism. I did not know that. And another thing is with, with like ballroom lessons is because they're so expensive, you can pretty much do whatever you want, like in the dance. Like there's no, t- the time isn't the same, like maybe other dances. And that's a little puzzling to me because then I'm like, then why would you want to take the lessons if you can do whatever you want? Like are the lessons to teach you to do whatever you want? I mean, maybe they are like when it comes to dance, I don't know. This is all new to me, but, um, <laughs> again, trying something new really opens your world of learning and and shows you different perspectives. And I'm definitely getting that. So, all right. So now let's get into this week's topic of rationalization. So this may not surprise you. Um, but our brain is really good at coming up with reasons and stories as to why we shouldn't do something new, like why we shouldn't step out of our comfort zone or do something that we might consider scary, like enter a six week dance competition. And, you know, I've talked about that kind of stuff on here before. Like our brain comes up with all these rationalizations that sound true or these stories, and we can totally buy into those and and choose to believe them. But I think the key with that is we can choose to believe them if we want, right? We don't have to. Just because you think a thought doesn't mean it's true. And I remember when I first heard that quote and I was like, what? Like, yeah, of course it's true if I think it, but no, actually it isn't. And you have some freedom there. You have some freedom to choose what you want to believe. And I think, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, when we start to ask questions like, is that really true? And what other possibilities exist? We start to see, you know, our perception starts to open up. And those are two of my favorite questions that instantly can shift your mindset in the situation. That's why I talk about them so much on here because they're so powerful, at least to me. So I thought for this week, I would share some rationalizations I went through when I first thought about signing up for the dance competition. And so I've been talking about this. And, and if you're new to the show, um, I've talked about this for a few weeks, but a quick summary, I've entered a six week dance competition where each week we learn a one minute dance routine of varying styles like hip hop, cha-cha, salsa, etc. And, and we're judged on this. We perform this and I've never danced in a competition before as a, an adult, but it was on my list of things I wanted to do. I have this list that I started of a hundred things I wanted to do in this next decade. And I talked about that on back on episode 64. Um, I think it was called the list, but, um, to dance in a competition was on my list. It was something I wanted to do. And so when I was first thinking about this and I saw this advertising, I mean, I got excited, but then, you know, I was nervous and I was scared. So here's some rationalizations that went through my mind. Here's some reasons I tried to talk myself out of doing this, even though I really, 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 really wanted to. Here's the things that, that were coming up for me. I'm too busy. So this required me to commit to six week of pra- six weeks of practices and, and weekend competitions. And I wasn't sure if I could, if I could, or if I, and if I wanted to do that, 
I don't know all the dance types. Um, so I, I was not familiar with all of them. Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm a beginner. So how could I possibly compete? Um, maybe now isn't the time for this. I want to learn these different types of dances, but maybe I'll just do it later. I mean, the competition was basically starting four days after I saw it advertised. So I had really, I really didn't have a lot of time to like him haw around about it. Like I had to decide, um, some other things I thought were like, I could or should be doing other things, right? There's, there's other things I should be doing or, um, this was a big one. This came up a lot in my mind. People will laugh at me. So why would I want to subject myself to that? Right? Like, or I'm probably going to be the worst one that's there and everyone else will know more and I'll be the worst one. And I'm not used to that. <laughs> um, I'm scared. That came up a lot. I won't do well and everyone will think I'm stupid or not want to dance with me. I don't know any of these people. So how can I dance with them? Especially dances that require human, you know, the dancing, it requires you to be close to a stranger essentially. And I, you know, the other thing that kept coming up was, eh, I don't really need to do this. There'll be other opportunities. I'll try something else. And so those were the thoughts just to, I mean, there were a lot more, but that's what was like at top of mind for me when I thought about joining this competition. And, and as I went through these, you know, as I was prepping for the show, I knew when these came up, they weren't true, right? I, I knew it. Like, am I stupid? No. Am I too busy? No. I'm only busy with what I want to be busy with, right? People will laugh at me. Like, okay, really? Um, I think most people would probably be impressed that I had the guts to do it rather than laugh at me. I'm scared. So what, right? I've been scared before and I've done plenty of things. And, and you know, on and on, right? So, the, so there's there's another side to each of my rationalizations that had I not been willing to look at that and see outside of my own limited perspective, you know, my own limited perspective, I could have stayed right in that, in the belief that those rationalizations were true, but I chose not to. So I joined the competition and we had our first week and I told you this last week about our first competition. We totally bombed. Like we fucked up. My partner and I, we started out on the wrong side. We got all disoriented. We were nervous. It was like intimidating to be in front of all these people. And I didn't handle it well. Like I was mad. I was embarrassed. I was frustrated. And after that, like, so here's what came up after that. So totally fucked up. Like, okay, here's what came up next for me. These were the rationalizations going through my mind. I failed publicly. So clearly I should quit. Everyone is staring at me and talking about me. So I should quit. I won't be able to do the other dances. So I should quit. This is too hard. It's not worth the effort. I don't want to do this or feel like this again. I will never improve. So I should quit. This is too tiring. It requires too much effort that I didn't expect. So clearly I should quit. It's overwhelming to perform in front of judges and other people. So I should quit. I have too many other things to do. So I should quit. I'm discouraged because I thought I was going to be good and I wasn't. So clearly I should quit. And we practiced so much and for so long and I got out there and I screwed up. So clearly I can't do this and I should quit. And I failed and I'm not used to failing. So clearly I should quit. And because I failed, no one will want to be prepared with me as a partner going forward. So I should just quit. So can you see all these, these crazy rationalizations that were going on in my mind with all of this, right? And they felt so true at the time. Like when I was in the midst of the embarrassment and the anger and the frustration about it all, and even the following days after, but even as I was thinking these things, like I said, even as I was thinking these things, I knew deep down they weren't true. I knew it was just like that ego feeling, that ego reaction, that um, human part of, you know, being a human that I was, that was coming up. And I knew as much as I 
was feeling on the surface, like my ego was telling me to quit. I knew if I quit, I would be mad at myself later, you know, a few months later, whatever, sometime later as, as I had some time to process it all. So I think rationalizations are like stories, except we use the logic with rationalizing to make ourselves believe in our own rationalizations. So they feel more true. Like they feel more factual because we've like applied logic to it or we've sorted it out in our mind. And for that reason, it feels like they carry more weight. And that is, that isn't true, right? When we ask those questions, is that really true? What other possibilities might exist? We might be surprised at the answers. And I was, as I started taking my own advice after I let myself flip out for a little bit. And so with this, with my rationalizations about the dance competition, as soon as I got off the dance floor after bombing and I was so disappointed and I was so mad and I figured everyone else was going to pile onto my disappointment and rationalizations and agree with me, but no one did. Everyone was really supportive. They were saying how brave it was to get out there and do it. And another one of the dancers who didn't even compete, he said, well, at least you did it. I couldn't even bring myself to get out there and do it. I was too scared. And everyone that I talked to had similar comments and support. And that started to make me realize, okay, hey, wait a minute here. Yeah, you started out wrong, but you recovered, right? You finished the performance. I did. And I didn't run off the stage crying like I really wanted to. I stuck with it. I finished it and I walked off with a smile. And I think that's saying something there too, right? There's, there's so much, so many, there's a lesson in that too. And so this is what I'm talking about when I've said about like learning through the process, like learning about myself and learning about other people and also learning to accept the process of being a beginner. And and had I listened to all my rationalizations about this, I never would have had these experiences. So I wouldn't be able to grow. And our mind, I think, will limit us with our rationalizations if we let it. But our job really is to figure out when our rationalizations are helping us and when they're holding us back. All right. So how do we do that? So how do we determine if we're really, if really, if we really should say no, if we're just trying to to limit our own self. So here's some things I came up with, and, and you might think of some different things, but this this should get you started. So I think the first thing is understanding when we're rationalizing for our benefit, or when it's limiting us or, or causing us suffering. Right? Like we have to be aware of of what it really is for us individually. And I think it takes being honest enough with ourselves to know when we're sabotaging ourselves or, or trying to stay comfortable. And then being able to call ourselves out on that. I mean, I knew those rationalizations about joining the dance competition were all lies. I, I knew it. And I also knew I could choose to believe them and stay right where I was, like longing for it, like really wanting to do something, but closing the door on it because of my own beliefs or that I wasn't good enough or, you know, whatever. But I needed more and I was ready. And that's why I chose not to believe them. The next one, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I mean, I've said this so many times on here, I think, but again, that's probably some of the best advice I ever received early on in my consulting career. And I think you can use that in any area of your life. I mean, it is okay to put yourself in discomfort and uncertainty. It it really is. And as you can see, I did it. I didn't die. The world didn't end, right? Nothing bad happened. I just tried something new. And in the end, I, I think this has made me stronger and more resilient as a person. And I showed myself I could do something I was totally uncomfortable doing. It's okay to admit you have no idea what you're doing, especially when you're starting something new. Like you don't have to figure it out all on day one, right? You can learn as you go. And the next one, I think if it helps you, 
write out all the fears you have or all those rationalizations and why you think they're true. And then start to look at the other side. Like I did earlier in the show, like start to look to the, uh, look at the other side of the story and ask my two favorite questions. Is that really true? And what other possibilities exist? Again, when you ask those questions about what you believe to be true, it, it's going to open up different um, possibilities that like that's your blind. I think that doing that shows you your blind spot. And I know that's helped me. So I hope that helps you too. Okay. The next one, number five, stop believing your rationalizations, or at least don't let them run the show. They're only true if you keep, to, if you keep believing them. And one of my favorite quotes by Abraham is a belief is only a thought you keep thinking. So it's your choice and no one can do this for you. Next, take a small step towards what you want. And you don't have to go all out and in our dance competition like I did, right? But if you really want to do something and you're rationalizing your way out of it, one way to get started is to just do something small and ease your way into it. And th there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's also important as you go through this to, to move with ease, like be kind to yourself. Like it can take some adjustments to start to believe in yourself and start to not believe in the rationalizations and the stories. But so I think if you mess up, like don't use it as an excuse to beat yourself up like I did. <laughs> like don't take it out on yourself, right? Like this is, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. And I think we often treat things that way. And the last thing, remember why you started. Like why, why do you want to do the thing you want to do in the first place, right? Like it's not to punish yourself or as some form of suffering. Like you want this for a reason and that's okay. You can have it. And but what you want is on the other side of all of this, right? Like what you want is on the other side of the fear or the, the stories or the whatever it is for you. And for me, I wanted to try, I just wanted to try other forms of dance. I mean, I wanted to be around other people who like to dance. I wanted to open my circle of friends and meet new people. And I wanted a different way to exercise. It was fun. I just, I wanted something different. I wanted more and I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone as scary as that was. So as you move forward this week, can you start to pay attention to your rationalizations and, and see if they're helping you or if they're hindering you by talking yourself out of something that you really want? And yes, new things can be scary. It can be uncomfortable. But if we never try new things, we're always stuck in the same place and we're never able to grow. And that's definitely not the way we create the reality that we so desire. All right, that's it for this week's show. I'll do a quick recap and then talk about the songs I picked and close us out. So this week I started the show by talking about a quote I read that got me thinking about rationalization. And the quote was, assistance from the universe can come in many forms. And I know in my own life, I've often missed that assistance, I think, because of certain expectations or because I've rationalized my way out of something that maybe didn't show up like I thought it should. And in this episode, I talked about rationalizations that I went through to talk my, try to talk myself out of joining the dance competition and then about quitting <laughs> after the first, the first performance. And, and in the end, none of those were true because there was another side to the story that made what I was trying to believe simply not true. It, it showed me there were other possibilities. It, it got me out of my own head with that. And I gave you some tips this week to help you determine if your rationalizations are, are holding you back or if they're helping you. And those included being honest enough with yourself to know if you're sabotaging or staying comfortable and being able to call yourself out on that. 
and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is probably some of the best advice um, I think all of us can take in our lives. And it's okay to admit that you don't know what you're doing. Um, we can stop believing in our irrationalizations. We don't have to believe them. And taking small steps towards what you what you want to achieve, right? If if you're rationalizing your rationalizing your way out of something, it's okay to small step your way there. And then writing out your rationalizations and then providing the counter argument like I did about the dance competition. And then as you go through this, being kind to yourself and really remembering why you started. Like there is something you want and, and that's calling to you and that should be paid attention to. And it's okay to go after it. All right. Songs for this week. Intro song. You know, this week, I just, nothing was, I'm just not feeling anything this week music wise. Like I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I'm not, nothing's on my playlist. That's really got me excited this week. So I dug back in the archives for some old favorites and the intro song is Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Um, this is like totally a nineties anthem. If anybody is my age and this was like when we were in high school. Um, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. This, as soon as this song starts, like you can just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but there's something about this song. Like I've karaoke this song so many times. I saw the toadies live. I saw them play the whole album in order. Um, twice, two or three times. I think I can't remember multiple times. Um, I just love this song. Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Okay. Outro is Outcast, or I mean, Elevators by Outcast. Um, just another song that reminds me of other days and just very mellow vibe. And, um, I love Outcast. I've talked about them, I think, before. One of the best concerts I ever went to back in like, I think it was the year 2000. And this was in Chicago and they were all like, there was like 50 people on the stage dancing, like all colorful outfits and, just high energy, like just really, really good show. Um, so outro song is Elevators by Outcast. All right. So that's it for this week on our topic of rationalization. I would love to, to know what you think. If you have questions, if you have anything else you want me to talk about on this show, I'm happy to do so. You can email me sloanfremont at gmail.com. My website is sloanfremont.com and I'm pretty active on Instagram. So check me out there, Sloan Fremont. And if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends, neighbors, anybody who think who you think might um, benefit. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so more people can find me. Abracadabra, now go forth and create what you speak. One for the money, yes sir, two for the show. A couple of years ago, on Headland and the Low, what's the starter? Something good, where me and my nigga rode the martyr through the hood, just trying to find that hookup. Now every day we looked up at the ceiling, watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling off instrumental. Had my pencil, and plus my paper, we caught the 86 lot on your head at 2 decade of writing rhymes.